It's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coots and Roger Colby. Hey, welcome back to Three Cylinder Star Drive. I'm Roger Colby, and I'm a science fiction novelist. And I'm Richard Coots, and I'm a fan of pop culture trivia. All right, man. Today, we're talking about trolls. We're talking about trolls. Trolls. Not those naked little things with the puppy hair. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you can relax, okay? Yeah. We're not talking about that movie that was really horrible. Yeah. Where they... Okay, uh, or, well, the cute little um, fad that was in the 80s, okay? Mm-hmm. Which was a cute little fad. It was fad. 90s, too. It was 90s. Really? Okay. Yeah, I had a little... Pencil that you stick on the you had the top, one of those? yeah, on the top of your soul. Were which you is in elementary kind of, school? Yeah, it okay, was good. it was kind of it was really weird because it looked like the pencil was going up his butt. <laughs> you were gonna say that you had one of those in high school and be like, man, no, <laughs> no, beat up like having those. No. Okay, cool, awesome, awesome. Okay, so what we're talking about actually are fanboy trolls. Mm-hmm. Um, these people exist. Uh, people who will take something that is really a fantasy thing and make such a serious deal out of it that they uh, make everybody around them miserable. Okay? Um, now, you're going to talk about internet, like the internet, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to talk about conventions. Right. Okay, so you go ahead and start talking about internet fanboy trolls. Okay, well, here's the problem. With fanboy culture is you got all these people on the outside. Uh, let's say uh, your older folks, your Fox News watchers, <laughs> the commentators on Fox News. Um, but, but the problem is we got these people and we got like a small group of people on the internet that makes – and because it's the internet, it seems a lot larger than it actually yeah. is. Yeah. A group of people uh, that kind of uh, – that are just – constantly stirring up trouble saying the most sexist uh the most racist most homophobic stuff yeah you've uh it's it's you've pretty ever bad heard. And, and what's frustrating about it is i mean we can just ignore it but what's what's frustrating about it is these people make the rest of the fan community look bad they and, do. and uh people these people on the outside to see that and lump us all together into one. Oh yeah, I know. And that's what's most frustrating about it. It's extremely. Um, my my thing is, it, you know, and here's the thing. So when you're on the internet, right, um, people can still see what you're doing. All right. right. It, you, there's this psychology that happens when you're posting about something. It's like you're sitting in your living room, or you're mm-hmm. sitting in your car, or you're sitting there, or whatever, like on the john, you know, and you're texting away. Or you're tweeting you shouldn't away. do that, by the you way. That's, dis- that. that's disgusting. That is Come gross. on. But if you're sitting there doing it, and what happens is you get this mentality of nobody's seeing me immediately, mm-hmm. so therefore I can say whatever just comes across my brain. Okay, that's not a good place to be. You always should think about: um, Is Grandma seeing this? Mm-hmm. Okay, or is uh, is my neighbor seeing this? You know. Um, or my ethnic neighbor seeing this, um, because they are seeing it. And, and you know, um, there is such a thing as internet shaming, which mm-hmm. happens uh, when people do stuff like this yeah, and get shamed, mm-hmm. um, which is also a really horrible thing to happen. Right. Um, there are people who had to, like, change their name because of it. I mean, it's unbelievable. But, uh, man, just the trolls on the line. It's So give us an example of something that happened that you know about. 
Uh, let's talk about a rec very recent. Well, it's not very recent, but y'all remember when the, the Ghostbusters remake came out? Oh, yeah. The first trailers and stuff? Yeah. Guess what happened on the internet? <laughs> Trolls. Trolls. <laughs> we couldn't discuss it why we thought it was kind of bad in the first place because uh, we would be called sexist and stuff because you had these sexist people go on there and say the most sexist, homophobic, racist uh -huh. things about... Uh, I mean... One uh, of them actually made it into the movie. Did oh, you really? Know yeah, when they're reading those uh, comments on their YouTube oh, channel, okay. some of those are actual things said about the Ghostbuster girls. Yeah, about well, the film. Leslie Jones, it's really sad. Leslie Jones had to quit, quit Twitter for a while. I think she's back on there now, but she got so many people uh, just trashing her and saying really racist things and really that's the problem things. and there's this guy uh i don't know his, how his last name is pronounced exactly milo uanopolis or something like that <laughs> but he's a pretty terrible guy and he got all these people all his followers to start ragging on her and it's... all the all the racists came out all the sexists came out and just saying the most horrible vile things to her so much she just couldn't she just couldn't take she it had and quit, she quit had to quit she had to quit it, I mean, really. Um, it's just really. It's, and 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 the 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 drive behind it was just really just not uh, cool. It was totally racist and 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 foul and just you know. I mean, somebody sits in their living room doing this and they think, oh, nobody can ever retaliate against me. I'm just going to do this. Man, that's really a bad place to be. Mm -hmm. You probably shouldn't even be on the internet if you right. do that. Um, okay, so let's talk for a second about. Convention trolls, because right. those exist too. Mm -hmm. I've so, seen those too. and and you know, um, I used to do a lot of costuming, and I, I have a ton of like, and you can say cosplay. Mm -hmm. I call it costuming, all right, mm -hmm. because it's, there's a difference. Mm -hmm. um, cosplay is where you like pretend to be something, you know, and you dress up in costume, which is cool if you're into that. But I'm not into that. I just make the costume because uh, I appreciate the artistry of it, and just you know, I just wear it because it looks cool. And I go enter contests and stuff. So, um, my first costume was a, uh, uh, what I felt was a, <laughs> I guess, was a screen accurate Boba Fett. I made a Boba Fett costume from Empire Strikes Back. And I worked really hard on this costume. And uh, I built it. And I did, for what I had, um, everybody that was surrounding me in my circles or whatever were saying, dude, you did a good job for what you have. Awesome. Good job. Um, but then I go to this convention in Dallas, right? And I wear it and these 501st dudes, which I'm not saying anything against 501st. Okay. I'm just saying these 501st guys were coming up to me and they were just nitpicking my costume to pieces, just being jerks and made me feel really bad, you know, because I, I worked really hard on this thing and I felt like at least, you know, um, for what I had, it looked pretty good, you know, and, and, um, what made me upset and that, that led me to like make a custom Mandalorian. Okay. Which, and I have another story about that because I made this custom Mando and it was, uh, if you're familiar with the, the star Wars lore, the Mandalorians are these kind of like Boba Fett. He's a Mandalorian, but it was mm -hmm. a different color, different, um, equipment. It was like, it was like red and white. It's red and white and gray, black, uh, different color scheme, has different kind of shape to the, uh, different, different armaments on the gauntlets. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, um, I've since built a jetpack for it. Um, but, um, 
I, I was the first, I think, as far as I know, and you can, you, you know, people out there who have, who were doing this before, if you had a, a custom Mando costume before 2009, um, I'm probably the only person in Oklahoma who had one, as far as I know. As far as I know, because we would go to events and I would be the only one. And then people would say, oh, what are you, a Power Ranger? Um, you know, <laughs> they didn't know what it was, uh, but which is fine. I don't mind people mistaking what it is, but here's what happened. So there's this, there's this group and they'll remain nameless. Um, and I signed up on the group because, and I was the second person to sign, sign up on the group behind the person who founded the group. And it was an online group for uh, custom Mandalorians. I signed up on the group. Oh, a few years later, things are rolling and uh, I'm doing other things and I get this email and it's like, Hey, we would love for you to come out to an event and be part of our, our costume building for, uh, this, this group of Mandalorians or whatever. Um, but we need to tell you that your costume is not up to code and you need to get some things done. Up and to I'm, code? Yeah, right. What? Yeah, yeah. For a custom Mandalorian. So the whole reason that I did the custom Mandalorian was because of what happened at the 501st down in Dallas. And so <laughs> I'm like, thanks, troll. Uh, you know, it, it, it just really, and that, you know, they didn't really, I don't know if they're a troll. They just didn't. It was really an unkind email. It was like, really, you know what? You, you're you're supposed to be custom means you're building it yourself, and as long as it fits within the lore, um, and doesn't look garish, you know, um, and 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 has like that whole feel of Mandalorian, which has a certain look. Okay, um, chest armor, helmet, T visor, all that stuff. You know, gauntlets, um, jetpack, that kind of thing. Um, then it's okay. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the whole reason I, I got out of people like that was because of what happened. And so I'm like, whatever, man. So haters going to hate. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but I, I, really, I really love my Mando costume. Mm-hmm. It's uh, really just good. I don't really wear it anymore, hardly. But, you know, that's going to change real soon because I'm going to be going to uh, Jedi, uh, yeah, the Jedi. The movie. Last Jedi. Last Jedi. I'll be wearing that to that, definitely. Big Star Wars events, I wear it because it's awesome. To wear that, and uh, what's cool too is nobody knows it's you, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's a man. I'm covered from head to toe. Yeah. I've got no, and I've got a weapon, and you know it's it's pretty intimidating. Lots of blinking lights. Yeah. It's fun. Okay, so if you're an internet troll, stop that. Mm-hmm. Okay, especially fanboy troll because we don't like we yeah. don't like that. Yeah, we don't, we we don't, don't like you dragging our name through. Yeah, the we don't like being lumped in. To, a, yeah. to the same group. Because you know what? Fanboys generally are peace-loving folks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So our dollar rental of the week this week is, we're going way back, folks. We're going way back. Way back. Theater of Blood. 1973. Mm-hmm. Um, directed by Douglas Hickox. But more importantly, starring Vincent Price, right. Diana Rigg, and Robert Morley. Okay. So, Theater Blood, basic synopsis, Edward Lionheart, played by Vincent Price, is incensed that his last season of performances in Shakespeare and plays did not win him a prestigious acting award from critics. Curse you! Needs a theme song, the last performance of Lionheart. <laughs> All after an unsuccessful attempt at suicide. Oh. 
Man. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, he Lionheart's rescued by a group of drug addicted bums. <laughs> this is so. Yeah. I'm serious. You just really you have to. Okay. He then sets out to murder all of his critics, each with a different style of death taken from a Shakespearean play. When Lionheart faces head critic Peregrine Devlin, what a name! By played by Ian Henry, he offers Devlin a second chance to bestow the award. And man, this is Vincent Price at its best. And it's it's but see, here's the thing: it's a complete copy mm-hmm. of another Vincent Price movie. Which mm-hmm. is, this is the thing about Vincent Price: he would like remake his own movies. Yeah. Under different titles, just same premise. This is the same premise as The Abominable Dr. Fibes. Oh, really? Have you ever seen that? Movie? I have not seen that. Okay. I've heard of it. Same premise. Basically, guy gets wrong some terrible way and uh, takes out his uh, takes out his revenge in weird, bizarre ways. You know, uh, and these people die in horrible, horrible contraptions that are just designed to murder people. I mean, it, and, um, but this one, Theater Blood, is is kind of a little bit more tame than Doctor Fives, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Fives is great. You know, it's, and we'll talk about Doctor Fives another time. All right. But um, this this movie, <laughs> he he gets taken in by a bunch of drug yeah. addicted bums. <laughs> so uh, this is the thing I love about Vincent Price movies, man. If you if you're just bored, a Vincent Price movie's fun to watch. Yeah. Skip Cry of the Banshee, though. <laughs> Cry of the Banshee. Cry of the Banshee is so... Su- it, it's like... It, it's almost like something you'd watch on Showtime at late at, late at night. Yeah, right. Yeah, it is. I mean, because it's just... <laughs> uh, but this one, uh, Theater Blood, it's not terribly... It's not horrible. Nah. Nope. <laughs> but uh, it's worth checking out. And um, you can either check it out uh, from your local video store... You could probably stream it somewhere, mm-hmm. but you can stream it on Comet, right. okay, um, or watch it on Comet because Comet's also over the airwaves. Um, so until next time, I am Roger Colby. I'm Richard Coote.